I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Young black males struggling to get hard. We lack a knowledge born with an early expiration. At what point do we get sick of being on probation? Government ain't for us. Wonder why the separation. Twelve knocking brothers off without no hesitation. Hands up. Don't mean bullets penetrating. Paid leaving. Now these killers going on vacation. Who's to blame? We've been oppressed since the early stages. 2017, 18, ain't nothing changing. It's time to get up and get out of these same circumstances They know that if we come together, they don't stand no chances Who's to blame the way my people getting locked up? It's just like clockwork, the way they setting us up The system got my people brain unconscious It's time to wake up, cause they been trying to stop us Who's to blame the way my people getting locked up? It's just like clockwork, the way they setting us up The system got my people brain unconscious It's time to wake up, cause they been What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome back to another Conversions Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Sarvel. I am in here with my sister and my brother, and we also have a guest. But first, what's up, sis? What's cracking down in Texas? Man, I'm trying to stay outside, well, stay inside and not go outside and keep from sliding. But other than that, I'm doing good. I'm excited about this uh this 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 episode we're getting ready to pull off. Um, Rip, how you doing? I'm doing amazing. I'm doing amazing. Weather 65 degrees down here in Atlanta. Um, I'm sorry to hear that it's 25 and 20 other places, and I don't like black ice or snow. That's why I got the hell on. But uh, I'm I'm great. I'm I'm feeling real great. I'm excited about. We got a special guest in the building tonight, and um, you know. I look forward to hearing what she has to talk about uh, as it relates to her her career. Well, uh, with further ado, we are here with actress and singer Miss Sydney D. Hello, Sydney. How are you? Hey, y'all. What's going on? <laughs> ah, energy. Yeah. All right. I'm, <laughs> I'm in here with y'all. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's happening, man? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not like we ready to turn the hell up, but I want to do this. I'm going to let Tarika pop it off. Tarika, okay. what's happening? I love to hear y'all conversation. Let's get it. Converge. <laughs> All right. How you doing, Sydney? What's going on? I'm doing good, love. How are you? I am doing well. So first and foremost, you know, you got to tell us, you know, where you from mm-hmm. and, um, you know, a little bit about your, about yourself. Just, just a little bit. Yes, so I am Sydney D. Um, I live here in Atlanta, but I grew up in a small town, Lagrange, Georgia. It's down eighty-five South. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's actually near Columbus, Georgia. So I grew up there. Went to high school there, all through all that, and graduated. And then I moved to Kennesaw. Went to college there. Then I went to DC. I worked there. Then the pandemic happened, so I came back here. Um. Was supposed to go to law school, but I ended up pivoting and going no, no, more near my passions, and I just got, you know, redirected. So uh, I started acting, and then later on, I started singing. Um, but growing up, you know, I played sports, you know, hung out with friends and things of that nature. I did, like, a couple of theater things, you know, in my hometown, so I had, like, a little theater bug. Um, I sang a little bit in church, kind of where I started with my voice and singing. Um, but other than that, right now I'm trying to like curb curb that and just make it my 
my career my and my redirection. So that's just a little bit about me. All right. Well, hey, look, it's like you gave us the whole story real quick. So we're going to break all of that down. <laughs> <laughs> so first and foremost, you said um, that you grew up in a small town. So I'm pretty sure, you know, I've been to Georgia, mm-hmm. um, been to Atlanta. Atlanta's pretty big, but it's real country down there. So I know mm-hmm. I know you probably grew up in a in a in a small area. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, who? Who are your family scenes? You know, who who inspired you? Like, you know, growing up in that small town, what what made you want to do music? Like, first and foremost. Yeah, um, it definitely started with my grandmother. Um, she definitely had a voice. You know, she had that high soprano high soprano voice, and um, I would listen to her at when I was little around the house, and um, and then you know, going being a church girl too, that just kind of seeing all the voices you know of LaGrange um I grew up in a pretty big church there was a lot of singers in there so that was kind of like my just that ear to that kind of music and just that you know composition and those different voices and ranges um and harmonies and melodies I think I started getting into like the inner workings of it like okay this is how a sound is made this is how it comes together you know I was in the choir so that just kind of turned me into like being up front you know, I got my first solo in church. Um, so that's where it kind of was the base for me. Um, and that's just kind of what, that was basically my start. Okay. I, I like that. I really, really like that. So that leads me to my next question. Um, sounds like church was one of the main things, you know, that really helped you kind of jumpstart mm-hmm. your inspiration. So like, mm-hmm. what was one of your favorite church songs coming up as a kid? You know, I grew up in the church as well. My grandmother made sure whether she went to church or not, we went to church. And so, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you know, the kids always sung on you Sunday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and when you got your solo, look, I can't even sing, but I had a solo. I had a song. So what was, what was your solo on you Sunday? <laughs> it was Jesus Loves Me, honey. I um, That was my <laughs> that was my first solo, and that was the first um, song that I remember just being my start. So Jesus Loves Me was, yeah. That was the one. Wow. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Everybody, you know, probably grew up to that one. That's a, that's a iconic song for the church. Classic. Her. Yep. A classic. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I really like that. And then you also say, you know, your grandmother had a voice and, you know, she sang in the church and mm-hmm. she kind of inspired you as well. So I find that, you know, I, I hear that a lot from a, you know, a lot of artists who come from the South. So yeah. it's always good to know that grandma has some inspiration, you know, when it came to, you know, what you're doing today. Yeah. So, you know, um, as a, as an artist in Atlanta, and you know you're making your way. What 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 makes you different? You know, as a singer, you know, since you know knowing you grew up in a small area um, right. in Georgia, and now you're in Atlanta, the bigger city. You right. know, like what makes you different from all these other uh, singers that are in Atlanta? Um, I definitely feel like I just happen to like, cause I'm I'm 25, but my my mind and my soul just kind of reverse back to like that older sound, that older like soul music, you know, and I, I kind of want to use my my voice, you know, I have a pretty, pretty big voice. Everyone says like, you just, your voice is so, so, so big and bold, like, and um, I like listening to like the, the greats, you know, and I kind of want to tap into that. But, you know, I think what makes me different is that, you know, I don't mind starting from scratch. You know, I don't mind, you know, going to different places and just like 
just showcasing myself and just see how people gravitate towards me. I'm also not trying to necessarily be anybody. Um, I'm not really trying to follow anyone. I kind of just want to really do my own thing and, you know, kind of just tap into different things, try different things. Um, and I think it's having that sultry, that kickback, laid back, relaxed vibe to myself when it comes to my music and how I try to sound. And I just don't want to try too hard either where I just like, I, you know, I play myself. So I think th the difference for me is that I'm not really trying to be anybody or at least trying too hard, you know. Got it. I definitely get it. It sounds like one of my favorite um, mottos as of 2020 you know, being one and unique, you know, there's no one like you, you are who you are. And right. as long as you stay in your lane, then you definitely gonna make it to where you're supposed to go. And it sounds like you have that, that, that vibe that that's the vibe I carry. So yeah, mm -hmm. one and unique. I like that. And so mm -hmm. that leads me to my next question. Um, with knowing that, you know, you're different and, you know, you, you, you tend to, you know, revert back to the old, I'm not going to say the olden way, but like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to say back in the day, you know, the mm -hmm. old time when music was real good, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, so who are some of your inspirations? You know, I know you're not following anyone in particular, but like, like when you, when you sing and you kind of do like covers of music, mm -hmm. like who do you like mm -hmm. to, you know, whose song do you like to sing and like those type of things? I really love, you know, Patty, you know, Vesta Williams, Phyllis Hyman. I love Anita. I love, you know, even Kiki Wyatt. I love Whitney Houston. I love Jennifer Hudson. I love Beyonce. I love Adele. I'm a, well, sorry, going going towards Arisa. But I think the greats for me is just like I said, you know, the Vesta Williams, the Anitas, the Phyllises, the Lisas, um, you know, even groups like SWV, Brownstone, like just those beautiful harmonies, you know, those 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 chicks were not trying too hard. I just love how they just let their voice speak for themselves. And, you know, that's just kind of who I listen to um, all the time. So definitely Whitney though. Whitney's one of my favorites. Yes. And, um, yes. Like I love, I love me some nippy, but um, just like a lot of those singers that just, you, they you just you just had to hear their voice you know exactly who it was so oh oh glad it's not oh yes just, you know all the greats yeah all the greats i know that's right well you definitely named a lot of my favorite um artists for sure and um i'm definitely an r&b girl mm -hmm. i definitely love like rock and roll and pop music so yeah yeah you, you, yeah, you named some greats so I, I i i look i think that you're i think you're amazing um already and i haven't even heard you sing yet and I'm going to ask you to sing, so just know. So just be ready because I do that. And um, okay. I know, I know. It sounds like you stay ready. But I wanted to ask you because I, I literally was envisioning, like, I know you're an actress. And I um, I was literally envisioning, you know, just as you were talking about some of those, you know, some of the greats like the Gladys Knight and the Patti LaBelle and, you know, rest in peace to Whitney Houston, you know, and some of the other ladies that you spoke mm -hmm. of. I see you like you know, doing some type of, you know, stage presence to where you kind of just go to sleep as, you know, Sydney D, but then you wake up and you in like whoever's song you sing in their world, if that makes sense. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, that's, yeah, that's how I, I, I see you doing something like that with your energy, kind of like just, you know, changing it up. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I just want to... 
and that's funny, that's funny you say that because when I used to perform in high school and I'm you know performing here lately is that I get so nervous or I get so like I'm Sydney I'm in body of Sydney right I think that's another thing too about being an actress is just transforming and um I always get nervous and then when I get on stage it's a it's a different light you know so that's funny you said that because exactly what my mom always says like you always get so nervous for a show and then you get on stage it's like you just you black out mm-hmm. so, yeah wow it, oh, it becomes who you are right it's like you let yourself become who you are mm-hmm. and you put sydney to the side i like that see that's all that's accountability girl i love it even though you afraid sometimes you still get up there and do it and so yeah yeah i see that i see that so um man i just have so much i want to ask but i don't want to you know ask too much too soon so um another thing since since you did speak about some of the greats and you spoke about your grandmother and you know Mm -hmm. coming up in a um in a small town you know like what was one of your biggest dreams aside of singing you know coming up like i know you said that you know you try other things you want to go to law school law school but you you Mm -hmm. decided to do something different like Mm -hmm. what what made you change your mind on that and really pursue your acting acting and then also your singing career Mm -hmm. over you know law school and having that you know degree to fall back on yeah it it was almost like a internal thing It, it definitely became physical like when i knew um after quarantine or just when I came back to Atlanta from DC, cause I went to DC because I had graduated and wanted to kind of go into that legal world. So I thought DC was a perfect place. And then after the pandemic, you know, I thought all these people like were like me, you know, they were engineers, they were teachers and they transformed to something totally different. And I knew, and I told my mom, I said, I cannot go another day. Cause it kind of got like a pit in my stomach, bottom of my stomach, I just can't. I can't enroll into next semester, you know, and then stuff was being virtual. I just didn't, I just knew that I wasn't going to be myself and I couldn't go through another three or four years in school and not be happy or satisfied. And it really didn't have acting or singing in my mind when I first decided this. I just knew law school wasn't for me. But then that's when it gave me room and space to really figure out what really makes me happy. I had to go all the way back. I'm happy on stage. I'm happy performing or I'm happy, you know, kind of have a little bit of, of, a, of a spotlight. Um, I know that I have a, you know, <laughs> crazy personality. Like, you know, I, I, I thought, you know, I just kind of just named some things that I could do. Like, what, what's what's my pivot? So, you know, I made a decision. And then as soon as I did, I hopped right online. I was in my first acting class. I got my headshots. I got all my stuff. And singing came later, but I knew that acting was my passion. So it was a complete, you know, 180 for me. Wow. I love it. And I think that that's great because a lot of times I feel like sometimes as creatives, because I feel like we all have our own unique thing that we are, you know, allotted to do, whether we do it or not. Mm -hmm. And so for you to like really figure out like what your purpose is and you're happy in that, that's like the best thing. And, um, like, so I commend you on that. And so I, I want to hear you sing something or even <laughs> if you don't want to sing, you know, maybe speak one of your scenes or something. I don't know, but I just want to <laughs> hear your creative talent in, in, in the flesh right now. So, okay. Okay. What can I pull out? Let's see. I heard church bells ring. I a choir singing, 
down the aisle on a finger he placed a ring oh i saw him holding hazel she was standing there with my man Each word was a pain in my heart. Okay, now Sydney, y'all look, y'all better go look. Y'all better go follow her right now if y'all know. Watch out now. I'm telling you, like that was fire. I love it. Yes, yes, yes. I hear it. I hear it. And um, ooh, you like moving mountains with your voice, girl. Like you waking up you waking up souls that's been sleep for a long time like yeah you definitely you definitely have a a calling as far as you know getting out on these big stages and really you know using your voice to advocate for the people i really see that and so you're in the right city you definitely on the right platform right now and um girl i don't know sydney i, I like it what, oh, what you think you. <laughs> i was like let me push that out girl I, ooh, you know of course being in atlanta this atlanta weather ooh. girl you got it girl you got it girl <laughs> thank you so much i appreciate y'all always you, you said what do i think tarika mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> i think i think i think when i heard her um sing sydney where were we at when we met uh was it apache was it apache Apache Cafe, or was it Rich and? Did, have you been to the Rich and Poor? I think it was one of the two. I, yeah. I, I know when I heard her voice in one of those venues, out of all the venues that she sings at, I got chills, goosebumps, you know. And that's what I just got just now. I was like, oh, okay, okay, that's what I remember. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see your next performance. To be honest, um, yeah whenever that is just make yeah. sure you let us know about it and if my team is ever in town in atlanta uh we're definitely going to tap in and, and make sure we're in attendance and if we can be uh at one of your shows if they're in town at the same time so yeah i mean Tarika, if you didn't have anything else for her, i mean i can get in i can get into some questions yeah i just want to say um girl like thank you like that song with my wine <laughs> Look, that was all I needed. Thank you, Sydney D. I love it, girl. Thank you, love. Thank you, Sydney. Thank you. And, thank and, you. and just look, I don't care how how afraid you are. You just better keep on doing it. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much. Thank you, man. So, yeah, that was. A, I'm a cancer. That was that was amazing, Sydney. That was amazing. Um, I will say that. Uh, but the first thing I want to get into is um, if you can think back, I know Tarika asked you some things, um, you know, that, that I may want to have, may have wanted to ask you, but if you can think back, what was your, your, the youngest age that you recall, um, you know, liking music, mm -hmm. your first experience with music, what, what mm -hmm. age would that be? And, and, you know, like what song do you recall? Oh man. Um, probably like eight or nine. And um, I think I listen to a lot of um, older music. Um, well, for me, because like I said, I was around my grandparents a lot too. And I think, you know, um, Ray Charles, like stuff like that. Like, like even um, just like Temptations, um, 
like some of their music and I don't have a particular song in mind. I just remember artist wise, you know, and my family grew up around music too. So, you know, Michael Jackson, of course, I think I remember, um, my grandparents had a VHS tape and it was like all of his great hits and, um, just all that, all that music. I just heard it one time. It was just, it was crazy. It came out of one person. And, um, that's when I saw, like, just seeing an artist that big and on that forefront and coming from that, uh, coming from a big group and then on his own, I was like, wow, that's just, it just, it spoke to me. So, like I said, when I was younger, it was a lot of older artists, but Michael Jackson stuck out to me. Um, just his artistry was just something I'd never seen. That was, that was a young, young girl. So to see that was, was very, it was, it put something in me, like, you know, and still something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Prince too. I heard, you know, I used to think think Michael Jackson and Prince was like, I don't know, like, you know, competition with each other. Yeah. Yeah. And and like I said, diamonds, diamonds and pearls was probably the first song I heard with, uh, with Prince and I think, um, uh, what was the song that I heard? Liberian Girl, Michael Jackson. That's probably one of my favorites. And those those scales and that, man, like <laughs> you take all those those tracks down and and you just hear just that the the bones of that is is out of this world. So Michael Jackson, Liberian Girl is probably my favorite. It was the first song I heard from him when I was little. Okay, all right. And what was your favorite Prince song? Well, Diamonds and Pearls. And then, um, oh, what was the other one that he had? I think for me, just off the top of my head, it was definitely Diamonds and Pearls. And what was the other one that I had? I'm so bad with song titles. But yeah, I, they, yeah, I think the first one would definitely be Diamonds and Pearls. Yeah, they're yeah. they're both great in their respective. Uh, I mean, I love both of their voices. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have, did you have any friends that you did music with? Any, anybody like a friend of yours that you may have yeah. been in the studio with? <laughs> Me and, well, my, my uncle was an artist and, you know, he had a group, you know, like early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. And they kind of like did a lot of shows like in Atlanta and then, you know, between LaGrange and Atlanta. So a lot of people, you know, knew who they were at the time. But my cousin, who's like my sister, we grew up together and me and her did a couple of songs together um my uncle had a studio we were like 12 I was 12 she was 10 and we wrote our first song together so having that you know in-house band or in-house studio um that introduced me to music too my uncle was artist my cousin could sing I could sing we all sang together we had a really good harmony my my uncle's very talented so I look to him when it comes to that start too. Um, so it was really church and my uncle watching him be an artist was something that I always looked up to. No, nah, that's that's definitely uh something that that's a great head start for most, yeah. you know, for most artists and, and people that you know, it's a lot of people that don't have that opportunity. They have to pay for studio time and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, what would you say is the most difficult thing about being a musician? I think finding that inspiration. Cause like I said, um, even though I love singing and I love acting, you know, over the past year, it's been so hard to remain consistent. I can be extremely transparent in that. I think that this past year for me, um, I was going to quit 
acting last year. And it was so crazy. I was like, I'm not getting anything. You know, I had that imposter syndrome. I was being very discouraging to myself. Y'all really wasn't being like, you know, nice to myself. So I just like, okay, you're done. Just hang it up. Right. So literally I stopped and then I auditioned for something and ended up getting the TV one murder mystery show. And I was like, okay, God, you know, so it was just, it, it just, it's just one of those things where you, you have to really find the inspiration. You have to find the faith in it. You have to find the fun in it. And I, I think just with acting and singing, it's a hard, they're both hard subjects to keep up with. And you just have to find that need and passion for it, for yourself, one. I think that's what find, helps me is that I'm doing it for me. Absolutely. But also like not pushing yourself to be something that, you don't want to be saying no. I've said I've said no to a lot of projects that I just didn't feel like were for me or just I didn't feel the most comfortable with. So it comes with that too, being, you know, having that integrity and then also just finding the passion for it. So it's all, you know, one well-oiled machine when you find those components and those values in it. So for me, it was just all in one. Like I had to find the passion. I had to find integrity and I just had to do it for me. So that's that's what I I do for myself, you know. Well, Sydney, I like how you articulated that. That was very articulate. Um, Thank you. <laughs> would you say what's what's the challenge out of the two, uh, being an actress and and being a musician? What what would you say mm -hmm. is the most challenging, or mm -hmm. you know, what would you say is the more, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's a challenge for you? Which one would that be? Um, I think for both it would be momentum. But for acting, it's definitely taking that no and just putting it in a trash can, just leaving it there. You're not going to get every project you audition for. That's just off the gate, off the bat. And you have to be okay with, you know, you audition for a TV network show and you see the person that got it, you got to eat that, you know? It just comes with it. You know, my acting coach says it's a numbers game. You know, you could do the best audition in the world and you will not, you probably won't get it. Not to say that you're a bad actor. And that's why I stopped because I thought, oh, I'm not getting anything. I'm horrible. I'm bad. Nobody wants me on the screen. What's happening? I'm giving my best stuff. And I stopped. And it just wasn't that. It's literally like, it's not really luck. It's just patience. And you really will get that one role and it'll, it'll change your life. That's why I keep going because I know it's not over. You know, quitting is a, is a failure. You know what I'm saying? So even with singing, there are days when I don't do an open mic one weekend. I'm like, okay, I'm just not feeling it. And that's okay. Like, I'm not I'm not into the mode of burnout. I think it's just all about pace. Like Jay-Z says, like, I'm on nobody's time. You know, I'm on nobody's, I'm my own pace. I go at my own rhythm. And I think that that's helps, that helps me keep going, knowing that it's my vehicle. And um, yeah. I would tell anybody that you're going to get no's you're going to get turned down. Like I said, I've, I've auditioned for network stuff and didn't get it. And I would see it on TV and I'm like, dang, <laughs> like, okay. But you have to keep, keep it moving. Yeah. Absolutely. And I like how you said quitting is failure, but at the same time, failure is learning. So mm -hmm. you, know, you have to fail to learn. And, and, you know, which leads me to my next uh, situation here when you're creating your, your, your music, do you necessarily need a particular environment or space 
when you're creating? Does that does that affect your writing ability? Right. So when I first I started um, like singing in the studio, recording my music or well, recording a song a couple months ago. So I was very new. You know, I'm not a writer. You know, my cousin was a writer. So there was really no not necessarily a space I had to tap into. I just had to write out my feelings. I journal a lot, too. So it just has to get into that emotional pocket for me. Um, but I usually don't write. So it was just very odd. I was like, okay, this is my first single, my first, like, my baby. Like, how do I treat this? And so I really just had to sit with it, you know. And I had a partner at the time, and, you know, he helped me with it. And also helped, too. There's nothing... I would say that with any aspect of life, nothing wrong with asking for help. <laughs> like if you stuck on something, if you're not, if it ain't coming to you, it's not ask for help. It's fine. But I'm not always that person. So that helped me too. Um, but like I said, it's so new to me. Um, I don't have a lot of, you know, your little nuggets for it. Like I said, I'm really trying this out professionally. So I would just say for me, writing tapping in is just really sitting in the quiet getting into that space and just writing about what I'm going through currently where I'm happy I'm sad or I'm just angry about something I try to find it you know in okay. that in that space I got you I got you do you like to sing in the shower and things like that oh yes honey I'm always <laughs> I'm in the car I'm in the shower um like I just find myself humming I listen to a lot of music so it's like if um, like I just start, I just stopped singing Shantae Moore. Like I don't even know. Like I was gonna say, what's your favorite? What's one of the songs you like to sing in the shower? And you just said Shantae Moore. Shantae's got a man. I I don't know why that song is because I went to see her a while ago and I love her. So um, and I just watching her too sing in the professional sense, and just seeing how people call her underrated or whatever, and it's like. To me, she's she's marketing to be her own drum. She's going at her own pace. Like she's not rushed. She's not trying to be like Mariah Carey or whatever the case people try to compare her to. I'm like, she's in her own lane. And I just I love that about her. She talked about that. So um, yeah, but like if I'm in the shower, I'm in the car, it's like little Whitney, you know, little Jasmine, stuff like all kind of stuff like this too. R and B is the go to for me, but Right. That's what I was going to say. Is that the type of music you generally create or write? I know you got a single out and we'll get to that uh, yeah. later on uh, in the, in this, in this segment, but you know, like, is that mainly your focus? That's your focus, uh, R&B music? Um, I'm not opposed to like, cause I recently found like a new space for like a little rock soul, like okay. type of, cause I was in the studio recording recording Fallen three days and we did another um like little bit of something else and I had this like Tina ground I'm like oh <laughs> it was just, <laughs> it was so like but I just I just went there you know thanks to a little Hennessy but <laughs> I I just it was just one of those things of like okay you know this is a different tone um so like I said the whole box thing I don't know where I'm going, but I think once I press record and just go, it just, it, it helps. Um, so yeah, I think R&B soul, kind of like a little touch of old, little little sprinkling new. Um, but like I recently, I just had like this Tina kind of inspired um, 
song that I've been working on. Hmm. But yeah. Okay. So I know you mentioned uh, the pandemic is kind of like kind of a lot of I know a lot of people talk about that pandemic thing like it's just, yeah. it just put yeah. a damper on a lot of people's situations. Did you find a time to uh, create a lot of music during that time? Actually, no. Um, I didn't pick up on the music bug until maybe like literally last year. Um, I knew that I was singing. I just didn't have my own stuff. Okay. Um, and I really wasn't gearing towards a performance aspect. I just was like doing me, you know, singing around the house, whatever. But I didn't start doing performances until, you know, recently. So during the pandemic, like I said, I didn't really think much of singing yet. Um, it was more so like heading towards acting. Um, but yeah, during the pandemic, singing wasn't on the forefront at the time. Okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. What's some of the best advice you've been given since you've started your journey? Um, and that, that relates to the acting and the, and the you can talk yeah. about the acting and, and then you can get into the music. Yeah, um, with acting, it's like, oh yeah, for acting, it was like, you might not have booked the role, but you booked the room. Um, and basically that means you might not be right for this one, but they sing your face. And um, or they sing your tape, so it's like you might have, you might be in an archive somewhere. You don't know. They might pull your name out again. It's, not, it's a numbers thing. It's patience and stuff. And so that's one of the things I always think about when I submit stuff. Is like, you might not have booked the role, but you booked the room. Um, for singing, um, it's been fairly new. But what I've just heard was, it's just like, basically, you know keep it in house like you know have your have your music have your writing and just kind of keep it um internal you know like when you finish a song finish it for yourself kind of just you know but then when you're ready to kind of execute it in a certain way then then that's that's what that place is for but they don't feel like you have to push everything out all at once um but just kind of keep it in house and i didn't even know what that meant at first i was like okay I kind of get it. But yeah, that was like one thing that kind of stuck me like keeping the house. But yeah. Okay. And, okay. I got you on that one. Uh, do you feel, do you feel like the internet has, you know, cause some of the greats such mm -hmm. as Whitney Houston, you've named some of the greats, Whitney Houston. We talked about Michael Jackson. We talked about mm -hmm. Prince. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel like back in the day when they were coming up, um, you know, what would have been different for them had the internet been around popping for them? Like, versus how it is for you guys you know how do you feel like the internet has impacted the music business yeah i think i always think back to denzel washington one of his quotes is like you drink too much water you'll drown like it's just one of those things where you gotta let people miss you um sometimes you don't have to log on every day or you don't have to be out there every day um come kind of keep a little solace in it you know keep a little mystery like everything about beyonce she has social media but she don't she don't really she don't use it it's like word of mouth or it's like just her her you know her her own way she pushes out her own stuff like on her own time once you have that then that's what makes you the greatest to me but i think with whitney and with michael jackson prince that had social media at this time 
I don't even think they would have used it. I just think it's just kind of the person too. And if they had it, I mean, yes, of course you could, you know, follow them and stuff. But I don't really see them like tapping in like that. I, I think actually, they would. I'm sorry. I, I was gonna say no, I, but... add to that. I actually uh, recall Prince um, on Twitter and different things before he checked out. I, I remember yeah. him on there, but not Michael Jackson. Of course, that was before his right. time and not. Right. You know, so you're right. I feel like Michael Jackson probably would not. He'd be like Beyonce, you know what I'm saying? They don't, they don't really fool with social media like that, but right. people follow, they're following them. They will create right. their accounts and let people follow them, but they wouldn't post anything. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and I think with, with, with Prince too, it's like you already built something, you know, and then it's kind of like the social media is like a benefit or it's like, it's like extra. And I think it would have been, great for them to have social media so they can tap into every you know all generations and just kind of tap into just people of people of the now i think it's a very helpful tool i love social media but i just think at that stature their names just ringing and and, and ringing your ears already it's like you know social media would just been like you know like that like huh because what i think about with beyonce it's like I love Beyonce, and I think when she posts, I'm like drooling because I'm like, "Girl, where have you been?" That's that's how I feel. It's like you have to your own time. You know I'm trying saying? to tell you, Sydney. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, she's on her own time, so social media helps a lot when you're trying to get some content out there. Right. But I right. think as as far as the utilization of it, you can burn out. And I yeah. think for anybody, if you're doing music, if you're doing like some uh, tech, anything like it's. Once you if you post too much, it, it it it'll 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 fizzle out. You know, you drink too much water, you'll drown. Hey. But I think I I love for what what it's doing, and they she does post, and when she does, it's like it's like a phenomenon. It's like yeah, because they miss her. Yeah, <laughs> she she provides mystery. So so give me two names. I need two mm -hmm. names. Mm -hmm. I need a male and I need mm -hmm. a female legend uh -oh. that you can get in the lab with. If that if that was your opportunity, who would it be? You got a male and you got a female. You only get one of each. Oh, my lamb. Um, oh, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> hey, uh, oh you, you said you want to work with Jesus? Oh, that's your mail then. Okay. Right, right. I would say the Lord <laughs> save me. No, definitely. I would, I'm not even saying female-wise, Beyonce, yes. And I'm going to tell you why. Not because she's just Top, you know top, I want to know why. Her bones in that music, I'm telling y'all, it, it, it's it's like she sounds like like it's she she has so much range and she can tap into any genre. You want an artist that can check all boxes. You don't want to waste your time in the box in the studio. Like you don't when you know someone's gonna deliver. You know, and and I see her behind the scenes, and so I see it like she's gonna she's gonna she's gonna check every box. She's gonna like knock it knock it out the water, and I think, hmm, musical wise, I was gonna say someone else, but I was like, Lord, I don't even wanna. <laughs> Never oh, mind. It, there but, there are no rules to this. Okay. Um. I hate this. I'm gonna say R. Kelly. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay, Sydney. It's I'm okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was trying to be quiet, like, hey. but it's 
you pick who you pick, I'm, and you know everyone is a legend in their own in their own regard. You know, I can't sit up here and say R. Kelly didn't make great music. He just didn't I'm make some great decisions. R, I'm saying <laughs> R. Kelly the discography. I'm saying R. Kelly the artist because I can. I definitely feel like I can separate the two because that's just me personally. Because I just know what I, I, I'm just tapping into like retro stuff. You know, I'm my ear and my mind is 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 going back. Like what I see now is is just deplorable. But I can only tap into what I've just known and seen. And that versus like him, he's very talented, but he just he just he's horrible as a person. And I hate that. It's just uh, it's, it's, just, it's an it imbalance, has, huh? The what now? You said it's an imbalance. It's such a it's such an imbalance, and it's such a it's a disgrace because it's like, man, like no one's even going to care about that anymore. So it's like, you know, but yeah, if I wouldn't say I would have to, but if there was a moment in time, I would, you know, ask him to tap in because it's just like, he has a really good range and a really good voice, but you know, it never happened, but I guess in one of those fantasies, but yeah, you know, I don't, I don't want to take up all the time, but I mean, I've never thought about the fact that have you ever tried to sing a male song like a? I've never really tapped into women singing, you know, uh, R and B singer songs like a cover song, you know, like how you do yeah. cover songs, or vice versa, like a male singing a, a woman song. Except for you know, it might be a couple artists that that do that, but I, yeah, it's not I, a lot I, of people. I performed um, so amazing by Luther Vandross one time. Okay. Um, and yeah, I don't see a problem with it. I, I like I said, it just depends the on range. what it is, the range, and how you can like fit into your voice. And um, that's probably the only male song I probably tapped into. But I've definitely heard a lot of people, a lot of women sing male songs. And um, but for me, it was definitely so amazing. Okay, that's interesting. Um, if you weren't doing music, what would you be doing? You weren't acting um, and doing music. If you weren't acting or doing music, what else would you be doing? I'd probably be a political commentator. I'm very tapped into the social and civil injustices in America right now. I think I'd definitely be a, a type of maybe an activist or like, um, I don't see why not now, but if I wasn't, this didn't take up so much of my time, I definitely would be a political commentator or some type of broadcaster in that element because like I said, it's just, it's too much going on not to speak on things and i graduated with the political science degree so politics current events social issues that was kind of my niche in school so i would definitely be a political commentator absolutely all right all right i love it i love it um and you went to college where kennesaw state kennesaw state i did hear you say that earlier now my last and final question before i pass the mic to my brother Vail, um mm -hmm. are you dating anyone currently um, no, but I have a little, you know, a little sprinkles, you know, you know, a little, little, little moments and moments in time. Okay. But I, I think it would have to be someone that would just add to my life already. I'm no, I'm not interested in anything less than that. It just has to add to already what I'm doing. Um, so if it's, if it's yes. not that, keep it pushing. 
Yeah, I got you. Cause I mean, it's me as an artist, you know, me, me and Vail are artists and, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the past us, when we first start doing music, it, it gets pretty tough, you know, having a relationship. And especially if it's someone that sometimes is not understanding of your musical abilities, someone that's not an artist like yourself may or may not understand. So, right. you know, the, the, are usually the people that you find yourself attracted to, are they in the music business like you are, or are they just a regular, you know, stand up person? Um, most people like it's, it's a, like a risk, risk taker kind of vibe. I think if you don't find someone that's like, at least trying to leap, jump into different things, then, you know, if it's just not even, it doesn't have to even be music, but there are friends or just people or guys, actors that I've, I've definitely, you know, had, um, companionship with and things of that nature. But it's like, also too, if you're in, if you date a singer, date an actor, whatever, like they're busy too. So it's like, right, you, right. you know, you're not, it, it's like catch 22. It's like, damn, if you do, damn, if you don't. So it just, it really depends on the situation. I think everything, you know, love is, love is blind. It's all a gray area. No one, nothing's black and white. I mean, you could be with somebody that has the same schedule as you and you can, you can find mess in that. So it's like, it, it just really depends on the situation. Um, I've like really kind of gravitated towards like tech guys here lately because i also work full-time so it's like you know it's 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 like all like a rainbow right now it's different colors people i'm being introduced introduced to um but if they don't get it they don't get it yeah no you you got what you got i'm gonna do like when i first uh start doing taxes uh and i and i should tell i should tell people um you know when they're picking and choosing their tax preparer you got to weigh your options. Yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, I'm gonna pass the mic to my my brother Vil, my brother from another mother. Uh, I know he has some things to unpack. Um, I can go all night, you know. Oh uh, uh, yeah. But, you know, I'm gonna see you. We here, so I'm gonna see you again. I ain't worried about it. That's I got good. to hear your voice again at, at another venue. Um, so yeah, Vil, man. What what you think about Sydney, man? Actress and singer, Sydney D. <laughs> I think Sydney has a lot of things going on. Um, I was intrigued uh, by the conversation you guys were having with her here on Conversions. So thank you, Sydney, for being here. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like you're enjoying yourself. Are you having a great time? I am. Y'all are super cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you are too. You know, it's always a vibe for a vibe, right? So, yes. you know what I mean? So we really appreciate you coming through. So I, I heard a lot about music, right? And... Um, I'm in the music as well, so we do have some common interests. Uh, I also have common interests in the political world as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to talk about why were you interested in being a lawyer, political science, and things of that nature, and going that route, and also saying you were excelling and you really found it to be something that you were good at doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, please give me some information on what kings your interest and in, wanted to do, um, things in that nature. Yeah. Um, well, my first, well, my second job um, in my hometown was a criminal defense attorney's uh, intern. And um, she was a friend of my mom. So she was like, if you really want to do this, then I was like, it's something I've been thinking about. And I kind of just wanted to see it for myself. Um, I didn't know if I really wanted to go into criminal defense at first, but I just wanted to see. So I shadowed with her the entire summer. And I think just being in the courtroom and seeing real stories, real cases, 
real testimonies being displayed um, like on that scale was just something I had to be a part of. Um, you know, she was also a child advocate. So there was a lot of, you know, uh, defects, child service cases that I would, I would hear. And to see people struggling or just kind of not being able to hold themselves accountable in my hometown, it bothered me. Um, and so, and I really just saw a, a black woman in her prime at the time, you know, criminal defense is probably one of the most lucrative spe specialties. And, um, you know, it just got me excited because I just saw it firsthand of what I could be. She looked like me, you know, she, uh, she had a, like a small boutique firm, but she had a lot of clients, a lot of people coming in for help, you know, and I like being that for someone, you know, if they're coming in and they need something, I want to be able to help them out. And, um, like I said, just being from the South. Um, but yeah, I think just seeing it too, you know, and visualizing and being able to see that it's possible, that kind of just ignited that flame. And I want to ask you this question, uh, that I heard that you said, what do you mean? Look like me, please give me what you mean by that. Well, she was a black woman and she, you know, didn't really, she had a, a purpose too, but you know, she started her, I guess, legal or lawyer aspirations a little later in life. You know, she, uh, didn't, you know, have any type of political you know, aspirations in college. She went to law, you know, law school thereafter. So, you know, she kind of had a little bit of my journey too, a little bit, um, but yeah, and she was probably like the only black woman or black person in that town at the time being a criminal defense attorney. So it was just like one of those, you know, scarcities, you know, we didn't see that a lot. So it was just, it was, it was really something to see as far as her in her field and her prime. It was just like, I gotta, I gotta do this. So you feel there are some injustices against black uh, males and black women? Absolutely. Um, I think that if you really, if you really look, if it's just, it's all based on history, you know, you're being disparaged against because of what you look like that's embedded in this country from the beginning of time. So it only just time changed, not the people. So it just kind of just, you know, it just, it was an evolution of just, you know, disparities. It was this evolution of, you know, foots remaining on necks. So for me, I think it just, it, 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 it spiraled, it snowballed into, you know, where we are today. You might have a few people that are, you know, don't feel that way, or there are people that, you know, are nice to black people or whatever the case may be. But in this country, it's, it's, it's too big of a picture to miss to me. So, so the individuality of being a woman, a black woman at that. Um, what are some of the things that you feel like you deal with that are injustice or maybe unfair or not equal or just pushing you um, to the side where you feel like you are disvalued? What, what are some of the things that black women deal with in this country? Um, I think for me, it definitely starts with like corporate life, with education. You know, I went to to a PWI, so you know I saw it firsthand. Um, 
you know, it would be like little microaggressions, you know, that I would deal with, um, or just people just trying too hard to relate to my problems. You know, there's a lot of debates in most of my classes. They got a little heated at times and just even visually, you know, five black people in a class, 30 other white people. It's just, it was almost, it was too visual for me to ignore. But um, I think all of that, you know, and just not being seen sometimes. And I think that's kind of one of the things you have to kind of just already have that thick skin of when you're going to an, to a PWI, like you have to have, kind of like a not necessarily an armor but just kind of have your high beams on and um you know I dealt with you know the Trump election you know in in Kennesaw so it was just, it was just a lot it was a lot for black people in general but you know for women you know we would we would I wouldn't say bully but there was just you know a few microaggressions that we had to deal with and, um, you know, I even saw like a white guy I was like, oh, let me touch your hair. I, you know, another friend, of mine, he called her like Shaniqua. It was just like really. And, and it was it was even more. They just thought it was funny. And, I, you know, it's just one of those things like, OK, you're drunk, but it's not just that you're just you're just a not you're not a good person. So it was just different things I would deal with in college, but it kind of just made it more. More vigilant It made it more vivid in that sense. So, yeah. What do you think can be implemented for something that has such a deep root history as racism and, and also classism uh, and, and colorism also um, mm -hmm. in our in our culture? What do you think? And, and I'm not trying to say one thing sums mm -hmm. up everything, but what do you think can be powerful enough that can at least catch everybody's attention that can give us some type of safeguard or respect or value? Um, I think first, and I always say this, and I, I say this a lot of my, you know, non-people of color, it's not up to us to fix every issue. I think that's just going off the bat. Like, it's not up to us to tell you how to treat other people better. If it's not in you, it's never going to happen. And I think that we have to stop, you know, begging for, or not necessarily begging for, or just having these table conversations about what can you do to make us feel more comfortable in this country it's just not going to happen and i think if it's not addressed and if it's not being if you're not being real about it you know people just not realizing that racism is real because of george floyd i think that's crazy so it's not really on us to address these issues in this country. It's 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 the opposition in a sense. It's it's the non-people of color that that will that live in this bubble that needs to be popped. So I don't think it's necessarily our job to, you know, figure out ways to do this, figure out ways to for somebody else, figure out ways for a police or whoever to do their job better. It's not on us. If they don't address what's internal, then it's never going to be rooted out. And we're going to be back at square one every time. It's not up to black people to teach anybody anything. But I'm going to leave us with one more question. Uh, mm -hmm. And I want to pay, play God's advocate here. Mm -hmm. And I want to ask, what role do you think the black people play mm -hmm. in our own destruction? As far um, I think our own demise is believing that we can't do things on our own. I think our demise is that we can't build without someone else's permission. 
I think our own demise is that, you know, we had the tools, we had the blueprint, we had Black Wall Street, we had Black people in power at one time. What's stopping us from doing that again? I really couldn't tell you. I don't have the answers tonight, but I will say that we have to stop asking for permission or asking people to treat us better. Stop beating us, stop murdering us, stop raping us, stop, you know, all this. We got to stop asking, you know, and, and, it, and, it's, and I think we're sometimes can be afraid to take that step because it's been that way, that foot on the neck has been there for so long. We don't even know what, we don't even know when to look up. So I think for me personally, I think it just has to start with us. Stop asking for people to treat us better. Stop asking for us to move what we, cause they already have the guidance and the steps and the wealth and the, and the, and the legacies. We're just now catching up to, to tax, to, to real estate, to, to healthcare and all this kind of stuff. We're just now catching up. So it's like, we don't have to ask anybody to move forward and revolutionize our, we can do that ourselves, but we have to want it. So yeah well um sydney i really appreciate you being here you have so many different variations to you to your personality mm -hmm. i enjoyed you entertainment law po political uh you you're you're hitting it from all angles and especially where a lot of our culture is starting to grow in the political world i'm, I'm glad that you are one of the persons who sound like you're spearheading some of those uh conversions so thank you i enjoyed mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. Team, y'all got anything else to say, man, and give her some praise? Because I really enjoyed her, man. She's a dope person. Thank you. I definitely do. <clears throat> um, Cindy, I just want to say, like, yes, I did not know that you had all of that in you. And you are so right when it comes to everything that you said You said uh, in this last few minutes, you know, as it relates to, you know, our people and our demise. And I, 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 can't, I can't say that I agree with you any more than... I agree with you because at the end of the day, it's all about personal accountability. And you're so right. We don't need nobody to tell us what we can, can't, when, how, should do, mm -hmm. especially if it's the upbuilding of our community and bringing us back full mm -hmm. circuit to what was originally ours in the first place. And so, yes, mm -hmm. I'm with you, girl. So anytime you're in my city or I'm in your city, just know I got boots on the ground and I'm all about the accountability. And mm -hmm. I definitely appreciate you for coming here tonight and sharing with us all of the many things that you are currently, you know, dabbling in, making the world better, uh, mm -hmm. you know, in your own way. And so I appreciate you. I hope that 2023 is very, very prosperous for you mm -hmm. and all of your acting and your music and political, whatever it is that you, you know, touch. I pray that, you know, it continues to grow. And it also allows other people to see, you know, what's in it for them as well as far as their light and their gifts. So, yeah, girl, I'm, I'm following you on all your social media platforms and everything. So make sure you drop it in the chat. OK, yes, 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 yes. Doing that now. And and I just want to say uh, as well, Sydney, I had an amazing time. Thoroughly enjoyed you. Thoroughly enjoyed you. Yes. Uh, and, you know, just let us know a little bit about what's coming up next for you. And, and you know, before I get to playing your single and we sign off. Yes. Um, so like I said, um, I'm still auditioning. Um, I have a, uh, short film coming up. It's kind of in the, the, um, you know, beginning phase. Um, and so I'm just kind of getting the green light on that. I'm just, you know, getting myself ready for that getting prepared for that. I'm tapping into more theater auditions. So getting back on stage, kind of where I started. 
Um, you know, I have, I'm writing, finishing up a song now. So it's a matter of just getting it out there. Uh, but right now it's just basically auditions. I'm back in class. So I'm working on perfecting my craft more. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Just, just, I'm just continu- continuously moving forward. That's amazing. Um, so guys, uh, with that being said, uh, this is her single. It's called Fallen. And uh, I'm going to go and get right to it.
fire. Fire, fire. Man. Yeah, that was dope. Thank That's you, thank you, thank you. 2023, girl. I love it. Thank oh. you, thank you, thank you. Be sure to let us know uh, <laughs> what you got coming up when you got it coming up, if you got any shows. Yes, shows. I post everything on my Instagram. I post it in the chat. I would DM you guys, let you guys know. I would tag y'all, let y'all know. Um, Tell us your social you know, media handles because we got audiences listening in other countries. Yes, yes, yes. So it's uh, Sydney underscore D four E's after that. Um, that is my TikTok, that is my Instagram, and that is my Twitter. But I usually post more on Instagram and TikTok. So Sydney underscore D four E's after that. Well, thank you so much. Uh, that yes. will complete this wonderful session of conversions. Yes. Um, and if you guys don't have anything else, we are going to get out of here and tap in the next time. We'll see you guys next time. Thank y'all so much. I love what you guys are doing. You pushing the culture, and I love y'all. Thank y'all so much for having me. Have a good night. You're welcome. Love you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Have a good have night. Good night.